All right, should we get to our sexy story this week? Ladies, gentlemen, you cannot unsuck that dick. (laughs) It was hot. It was really quite something. (laughs) Do you like when someone else makes me moan? Do not show up looking like you slept in your clothes. In your car. There is nothing sexier than getting railed by two dudes at the same time. I'll just say that. East Coast and back again over the weekend. We had quite the time. We're going to be talking about that and a very spicy hot wife encounter. Before we get to all of that, though, we want to say thank you to Cassidy.com for sponsoring this episode of Front Porch Swingers. Cassidy is a lifestyle site that is ever growing. And the thing I really like about it is it's very user friendly. There are some lifestyle sites out there that seem like they're straight out of 1995. And even I, as a techie person, really struggle with understanding how, how to use it. And thankfully, Cassidy's not that way. It is modern. It is chic. It is sleek. I just love the website. I'm constantly on there connecting with people, looking at events, trying to plan travel, etc. So if you're looking to network in the lifestyle, start at Cassidy.com and you can try it free for an entire month. When you go to FrontPorchSwingers.com, our website, go to the bottom of the homepage and click on the Cassidy banner. Again, FrontPorchSwingers.com, click on the Cassidy banner for a free month to try it out for yourself. So I'm just now realizing my voice does not sound, doesn't sound awesome. Well, that's what you what get. What else is new? Yeah, yelling and you know trying to talk over loud music for three days. Not easy. How many episodes do you think we have of this podcast where my voice sounds like absolute shit? Uh, I don't know. Half a dozen, maybe. A lot. <laughs> like every time we used to go to Vegas and come home. Yeah. I mean, after Pod Bash last year. <laughs> that was the worst, probably. I had no voice. We tried to record at Pod Bash. It was just not going to happen. Oh, my God. There was no way. Plus, I was so exhausted. Yeah, I'm exhausted talking. right now, but not like Pod Bash exhausted. So. I, I'm tired. You know, that five and a half hour flight or whatever it was we got home at like one in the morning i mean we're barely functioning at this point but it was a lot of fun had a great time and really met some fucking amazing people what a what a blast yeah so we went to splash takeover which happened right outside of fort lauderdale in florida yeah and we had gone to the first one of the year in atlanta and i will say the vibes were very different they were two very different events this was a lot more of in my opinion a very social event a lot of people mixing and mingling and it was it just felt very social the entire weekend well it was was constant action there was something going on all the time and there were a lot of people i don't know exactly how many i mean the the hotel was full and there was an overflow hotel so there were a lot of folks it was constant interaction i think they were expecting like 750 people i don't know big It, it was a lot of people And yeah, I mean, it was fun. We got to meet people from all over the place, some of the coolest people ever. It was really interesting, the contrast, because going into this event, I think I personally had some anxiety because explaining that we don't play as a couple over and over again is not my favorite thing to do. And, you know, I prefer the Hot Wife events. I know those are simple. (laughs) You know, they're uncomplicated, I should say. Well, there's a very specific formula to Hot Wife events, at least ours. I mean, for the most part, every Hot Wife event we've been to has been relatively the same. I think we have a couple of twists and turns as it pertains to our events. But yeah, I mean, the theme is always pretty clear, you know, and and everybody in the room plays the same way for the most part. It's really not too complicated. Yeah. And so there's definitely a lot more negotiation and discussions that you see happening at these events, which I'm not saying there's anything wrong with. I just really appreciate the beauty and simplicity of Hot Wife events. But 
what I will say is we got to meet some of the fucking coolest people ever. Oh, there's no doubt. And there's nothing really more humbling than when people reach out to us and they're like, you know, we're coming just to meet you guys. We live, you know, five hours away or we live in another state, but we're coming because you guys are there. And then all these folks who were, could not have been more gracious introducing themselves to us and just being in our presence. It was just amazing to have them all around. And, and some of them were just outstanding. I had a chance to meet a woman that I worked with when I was in college. <laughs> What are the odds of that? What an amazing lady. I, great gal. Her husband was amazing. She and also I, doesn't look your age. I was shocked. No, she does not <laughs> look my age. She is smoking hot. And they were they were so sweet. They came up, you know, they lived a number of hours away, drove up just to see us. Really, really nice. I mean, it, it really is humbling when that happens. And then, of course, the amazing couple we got to spend all of yesterday with before we got on that plane. They couldn't have been more gracious and, and more kind. Yes, huge shout out to K and S. You guys are freaking amazing. We got to go have brunch with them yesterday. They took us to a spot that they love. It was on the waterfront right outside of Fort Lauderdale. It was fucking stunning. I mean, it was just the perfect way to wrap up the weekend. And for me, it really was a reminder that these environments don't have to be hypersexual because we didn't fuck anyone all weekend long. Other than us. Each other. Well, yeah, I fucked you. <laughs> was you fucked it. me. But yeah, yeah, I mean, we didn't fuck anyone else. And I was totally okay with that. I had just as much fun meeting people and making connections and going to brunch on Sunday than yeah. I would have if I had fucked all weekend. No, listen, it, there was really something to be said for how this played out for you and I. And again, incredibly humbling when there are a lot of people that want your attention. And some of these gals were so fucking hot and so sexy. And it was just the environment for me was really really a little overwhelming yeah it was a lot going on there was was a lot happening like the first time you go to vegas you know you see all the lights and the music and the people and that's how i felt throughout the weekend a little bit but yeah i will say too for anyone considering splash this was in my opinion one of the best organized events we have ever been to yeah for an event this size i don't think you could have asked for better and also the the facility was beautiful our room was really nice which i loved because there are so many people so many clubs so many groups that do hotel takeovers in the trashiest hotels possible i'm sure we're preaching to the choir here because anyone that's been in the lifestyle for any length of time knows that but to walk into a facility like this and see that there are actually people that give a shit about the quality yeah and about you know hosting these things in places where you wouldn't be ashamed to go no in fact there was a number of folks that we were talking to at the event who live in the area or close to it and it said they had been to weddings at this facility and various types of events Proms that were yeah, yeah. <laughs> non-lifestyle related. It, it's just incredible. It was really nice. I mean, it really was impressive. I was very surprised when we when we actually pulled up to the place. It was really nice. So the other thing I have to say, we met <laughs> the folks from Swan Mansion. Oh, the best. What a fucking amazing group. Yes. I mean, they could not have been kinder, more gracious, you know, just outstanding, elegant people. I could not get enough of them. I spoke to them. Actually, I went to their room at one point Saturday night, I think. It was like 930 just to chat with them. And I must have spent an hour and a half. You finally FaceTimed me. You, you called me. me. Yeah, you're, you're like, like I'm 
are you? gone for like 20 minutes. I'm like, okay, an hour and a half later. I'm like, <laughs> yeah. what the hell? Yeah, they were so amazing. I had just a great time meeting them and getting to know them. I, I really look forward to seeing them again. Yeah, so Swan Mansion is a location in Houston, but yeah. it's a very upscale, beautiful. I mean, this is not just a club or a no, resort. No, no. This is something different. No, this is taking it to the next level. And I appreciate it because anybody trying to do something different in this space outside of the norm for me, you're a rock star. I mean, you've got people, we've got to step it up. We just have to. Things have to be, I think, improved and, and elevated. Yeah, elevated yep. for sure. And I, there's nothing as elevated as that that I've ever seen. Or at least have options. I mean, there yeah. are people that love going to the $30 a night club. Yeah. And they love that atmosphere and that is great and I'm glad they have those options, but for people who don't want to be sitting in a booming loud club or yeah. surrounded by a bunch of people that maybe they don't have a lot in common with or whatever, there just needs to be different options available and I'm excited yes. that there are starting to it, I think the lifestyle in general is starting to kind of diversify in that way. Well, I I would like to think so. I mean, certainly I think there has to be a different space for everybody. Every, you know, not everyone is comfortable in every space, right. you know, and that's really what it's all about, creating that space. And they've done one hell of a job of it. What an amazing property they have. Were you so, shocked that I didn't fuck all weekend? Yes, a little bit. <laughs> I, yeah, I, I was. I was a little shocked. But then so much happening, so many people for us to, to talk to and meet. We hosted the meet and greet um, Saturday. I think it was Saturday evening. And I was overwhelmed. You at one point left to change. Yes. And I was bombarded by people for over an hour just it, talking it, i was looking to the left and to the right and straight ahead i had people all over it was amazing it really was as i said very humbling with the number of folks that came to see us and what a just a great fucking crowd you know yeah it made me even more excited for pod bash which yes. i can't fucking believe we leave in two weeks for oh, pod bash i know we just got off the flight and i'm thinking i don't want to get on this fucking plane again <laughs> well i do because it means we're going to be surrounded by our friends from all over the country actually the world we have international people yeah, this too. time we have some folks from the UK and I think Australia too, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's going to be a good time. I'm looking forward to it. But yeah, what a great weekend. I am wiped out. You barely have a voice. You know, so and we have a lot of shit to do. We have so much going on. And it, but it was a great time. You know, shout out to the promoters. Awesome, awesome job. Yes, highly recommend Splash. Yeah. So yeah, as mentioned, Pod Bash very soon, but we actually have some kind of fun vanilla stuff before that, which I'm really looking forward to. I'm looking forward to doing not necessarily hardcore lifestyle stuff before the hardcore lifestyle stuff in October. For sure. So huge shout out to Nick, as in Nick and Nicole, because his birthday is coming up. So we're going to celebrate and do something fun with him. And then the four of us are also going to the Rise Festival, yeah. which is this amazing lantern ceremony. And I think there's music and it's just supposed to be kind of a an experience. And right. it's a big deal here. It sells out really, really quickly. We were super lucky to get tickets. No thanks at all to us. It was all Nick. Yeah. So we're really excited for that. I mean, I, I just love the aesthetic of that anyway, but to, to be in the desert and surrounded by people lighting off all these beautiful lanterns and stuff, I'm so excited. Yeah, I think we, we bought tickets like during the summer or beginning Before of the summer that, or something. Before that, springtime. Yeah. You have to buy them so far in advance. Yeah, I completely forgotten about it until he mentioned it when we saw them last week at, um, or the week before at our event. I can't even remember what date it is anymore. Uh, but I'm looking forward to it. I, I like the idea of really sprinkling in a little bit more of the vanilla time. 
Yeah, but it's also probably the only Vegas festival we would ever go to together. Like, we're not going to Electric Daisy Carnival. No. We're not going to Life is Beautiful. No. We're not going to any of these multi-day music festivals where people are standing in the dirt for six hours at a time scorching themselves to death. No, like, I don't that's have that. not going to happen. I don't have that in me. This is much different. I'm looking forward to it. Like I said, we need more of, especially with all of the lifestyle stuff we've got going on, whether it's ours or somebody else's events. And, you know, we need to sprinkle in some more of that vanilla stuff. And I, I'm I'm really looking forward to it. A little downtime is nice. Same. Yeah, I'm, I'm eager to get into that. You say downtime. We don't have any fucking downtime. Well, downtime from the lifestyle, maybe. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's what I mean. From running from, you know, plane to plane and state to state. Yeah. I'm really looking forward to hanging out at home. I missed home. I couldn't wait to get home. Well, and that's we talked about that multiple times while we were gone, because I think that is the perfect showing of us ending up in the right place, because literally every single time we travel, I'm like, I am so excited to get home. I'm excited to sleep in my own bed, of course, but I'm also just excited to be back in Vegas. Yeah, I I feel like the people are nicer here than a lot of places. Of course, the weather is much better than most places. Yeah, it was beautiful last night. In fact, we took an Uber from the airport and they had the windows rolled down. It was lovely. Yeah, it was great. Yeah, I was really looking. By the time, I guess like Saturday morning, I was like, oh, shit, we got to do this again. I really want to go home. Like yeah. I was ready to go. <laughs> I couldn't wait. And then, of course, we didn't have a, our flight didn't leave till like 930 last night. Yeah. So we had all fucking day. And again, shout out to our friends S&K who saved us. They took us to brunch and we spent pretty much the afternoon with them. So it made it a lot less painful. But yeah, I couldn't wait to get here. I was really eager to get home. I just miss home. Do you feel like you're going to slut it up before we go to Podbash? Like you haven't seen Susan in several weeks. Well, it's funny because I woke up to text messages from uh, Susan and Jade, both (laughs) of them. Jade asking if Thursday was if I was available Thursday to get together with her. And then Susan texted me and she said, hey, just so you know, I had to wake up at four o'clock in the morning to masturbate. And then I woke up 30 minutes ago and masturbated again. She's like, it's been a while. Okay, (laughs) go take care of that woman. Would you? She deserves it. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I'm going to, I guess, you know, I'm going to have some fun before we go. We, I'm going to fit it in somehow. I'm going to make sure that happens between the the festivals and uh, Nick's birthday and all the other shit we're doing. I'll, I'll make sure to see those ladies. Yeah. Priorities. <laughs> <laughs> For sure. <laughs> Fucking Susan should be top priority. <laughs> yeah. The Jade and Susan. I can't wait to see them both. Yeah. Well, I definitely want to see RJ again before we leave as well. Yes. I'm very anxious to do that. And I have news, which is that today we're going to be talking about another RJ story. And it's really funny because some episodes just seem to resonate more with our listeners than others. And you would think it's like the crazy outlandish experiences like a gangbang or, you know, a surprise threesome or something. No, it's always these very connected moments that I'm having with people. And the RJ episode that we put up a few weeks ago fucking exploded. We had people reaching out on Instagram and email us about it and just like oh my god he sounds amazing and that was really fun to see well how many people did you talk to at splash that literally asked us what's going on with leo we want to meet leo can we meet leo yeah what's going on with clint have you seen clint it's like a lot of listeners resonate with the regular folks that we talk about on the show yeah absolutely they do well i think a lot of them just want to fuck the people that i'm fucking there's no doubt because if i like them and i'm hanging out with them over and over again i think people know that they're legit no, no question. I'm not going to steer people wrong. Yeah, no, no <laughs> doubt about. It. In fact, our friends that we that came to see us, the, the gal that I went to college with, they're making a plan, like a family 
trip to Montana, mainly because of the show Yellowstone. Yeah. And she's hoping, she said, I'm, I want to run into Rip so that, uh, you know, I want to see him on the back of a horse so I can meet him and fuck him. <laughs> I'm like, well. <laughs> Good luck with that. <laughs> yeah. So I certainly hope you find him uh, or someone of the like. But, you know, that's Clint, basically. So you're going to have to. I was going to say, there are some very hot cowboys in Montana. You just yeah. never know. Probably yeah. not Rip, but there are some men that look very similar. Yeah, for sure. That's so. a very common look in Montana. Yeah. And she, but they, they asked about Clint, which I thought was really funny. So, yeah, it's interesting. The stories that touch people the most, you never know. Yeah. Well, I think I really do think that the more I'm having fun retelling the story, the more people enjoy hearing it. Right. Right. So it's like I think about my gangbang episode. My gangbang was a great experience. I really appreciate you and all of the people involved for making it happen for me. Was it the most mind blowing, hot, erotic experience of my life? No, it really wasn't. And I think that came across when we retold the story. Yeah, it was just good. It was supposed to be an experience, which right. is exactly what it was. You know, in fact, our friends SNK were talking about it because they the, the attempted to do the same thing and how difficult it was and what it took to make it happen and all the kind of, you know, the bloopers that took place, which is always funny to hear. But yeah, it's, you know, unfortunate, yes. the unfortunate bloopers. But it was, you know, again, just like us, we had a great time. It was an experience. You don't, you know, you're not clamoring to do it again, obviously. I would be very surprised if I ever have another yeah. six person gangbang. It would have to be very specific, six very specific people, I think. To yeah. Make and that happen. not a gangbang. I would do a train like right. with the right people in the right, right circumstances. And I like like everyone. Yeah. I could do something like that, but I don't want to do another gangbang. It's so not my thing. I don't want to have to organize it. <laughs> so, no yeah, I'm, I'm good with that. No problem. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm like I said, being home is fucking amazing. I, I'm really happy to be here again and not be traveling. I'm happy to not be on a plane. Yeah, we all know how much you fucking hate it. Oh, God. How many people asked me about that? Oh, my it's God. So you talk funny. about it so much. Everyone was coming up to us like, oh, poor Brian has to get back on a plane <laughs> on Sunday. Are you going to be okay? I'm yeah. like, oh, my goodness. Drama central. Whatever. I'm a sympathetic <laughs> person. Okay, I want to get to single guy tip of the week because there's a conversation that was had recently with a guy, and this is a very extreme example. Okay, a lot of times with single guy tip of the week, I completely understand we're picking the worst possible not always example, not always the worst, but you can still extrapolate this to a lot of different things that have happened with single guys over the years. For so, sure, this gentleman and I start chatting back and forth. This was a while ago, probably over a month ago. And he recognized us from Cassidy. And right. he was like, oh, do you guys have a podcast or something? And I said, yes. And he's like, oh, that's awesome. I'm going to go follow it. Ends up following us on Instagram and then reaches out via DM on Instagram. And he's like, hey, this is the person you were talking to on Cassidy. Really love to chat more with you. I said, absolutely. And he said, and this, I'm going to read this verbatim. Okay. okay. He says to me. I'm so glad that we could connect here. I think you're very beautiful, but I just want to be honest about something, dot, dot, dot. That's never a good thing. I don't respond for a while because I'm like, that sounds like something I don't want to go down the road of, right? <laughs> right? But curiosity killed the cat, and I eventually break down and respond and say, okay, I'll bite. <laughs> what would you like to be honest about? And he says, well, I checked out your Instagram account because I listened to the podcast and I just had to know what you look like. And again, you're absolutely beautiful. I just feel like you're wearing a lot of really low cut tops on your Instagram. And that's not my thing. In fact, I think most men appreciate a slightly more modest woman in terms of dress. So just something to consider when you're posting pics. 
That's what, what he says to me. So I, resp- I responded and said, wow, that was the most condescending and misogynistic thing I've heard in a hot minute. And congrats, because that's quite the accomplishment in my world. Let me be crystal clear about something. I don't care what you think. Not even a little. I dress however the hell I want to dress. And if you don't like it, you can kick rocks. He writes back, ugh, I just knew you were that kind of girl. And I blocked him. But Naturally. that's this, If you want to know how to get blocked, that's how you get blocked. I mean, of course. Again, a very extreme example. This is a very misogynistic man that thinks that he should be telling me what I should wear on Instagram. Yeah. But I've had a lot of guys over the years reach out and say things like that. Like, oh, you're really pretty, but you wear a lot of makeup. I don't really like a lot of makeup. Well, who gives or, a fuck what you like? I've had guys reach out. Oh, I thought you were a natural redhead, but you're obviously a box dyed redhead. I'm like, is that some sort of a deal breaker for you? And they're like, well, no, it's just not my thing. Listen, I don't do anything with my appearance for the benefit of other people. I truly do not. Anything that I do in terms of my makeup, my dress, any decision decisions I make about the way I look are because they make me feel good. And if you as a man do not understand that concept, you do not deserve to fuck a hot wife. Well, I guess my whole thing is if you don't like something about someone, right, particularly in a situation like this, you're digitally communicating with a virtual stranger and you don't like their hair or their manner of dress or whatever. How about you just simply politely excuse yourself from the conversation without pointing out what it is that you don't like because i mean you're clearly arrogant enough to believe that your opinion is going to make a difference i mean did this guy honestly expect you to say oh shit you know what thank you so much for bringing that to my attention going forward i'm gonna dress like a quaker and <laughs> you're you're not gonna see any cleavage anymore Th- thank you so much stranger get the fuck out of here well and i also hate when men speak for all men you know like most, yeah, men, most men prefer men. modest dress right. fuck that not my friends my friends are fun yeah they like the fact that my tits are hanging out i don't know anyone in our no one that i know whether they're vanilla my vanilla friends or in our lifestyle friends that would ever do anything like that or say anything like that i just don't understand that no you know so if you don't like something that's cool we're not a match excellent thank you so much for the conversation i don't know that this is really a match for me but i wish you the best that's all you have to fucking do i don't need your fucking critique right exactly you know? i mean who gives a shit what you think that mansplaining bullshit oh you'd have so much more luck if you did x y and z with your appearance yeah. bitch i do just fine for myself exactly the way i am the people that i play with are attracted to me and honestly if they weren't i wouldn't give a fuck i just wouldn't have sex with them i would move on to the next person yeah. so this idea that you think you're important enough to you know make these changes in my mind or whatever the fuck you're trying to do it's gross and also i will say this guy was attractive but typically the guys that reach out and are saying things like oh you are too much makeup or your hair is too red or whatever the fuck they're saying are trolls okay they are not attractive men right so i'm like how dare you Right. critique my appearance and again i'm not saying you have to be a fucking you know gq model to be able to reach out to me or hang out with me i so don't care if your personality is amazing that is absolutely top priority but i mean if you're a five sliding into my dms telling me that i am doing something you find unattractive it is kind of laughable to me well yeah it's like pointing the finger at themselves right i mean you got you, listen fortunately i'll say this as of late we have gotten a lot of emails, I certainly have gotten a lot of emails from single guys 
who do appreciate the information that we're providing, although, you know, albeit a lot of it tongue in cheek. But when we say something like, hey, man, don't fucking behave that way if you want to be in this space or you want to engage with a hot wife or whatever the case may be. A lot of them are seriously taking that into consideration, which I think is great. Well, and what I will say is there are some really good guys out there that still stick their foot in their mouth with regards to this topic. Yeah. Because I've also had really solid, nice guys that'll say something like, you know, we'll, t- we'll be talking about what we're into, what we're most attracted to. And they'll say something that's the complete opposite of me. Right. You know, I'm really into tall, thin, lanky women. Uh, okay, you've <laughs> yeah. seen my photos. You know that that's not me. I have my stats on my profile. Right. So you know I'm not a tall, thin, lanky woman. So immediately in my head, I start going into, you know, overthinking this whole thing and getting neurotic. And then my desire to be intimate with that person, even if they were amazing up to that point, is diminished because I'm going to be in my head if we're in bed together. Well, if I right. get naked and I don't think I'm their type, I'm not going to be able to have fun. Yeah, guys don't realize when they say something like that, you've already planted a seed. So now, person they're communicating with is thinking, well, he's not even really attracted to me. He's just trying to get laid. Exactly. This is going to be, you know, this isn't for me, or it's going to make me feel weird. And now I got to start thinking about how I, my, what my appearance is like. Do I look okay? Am I, they don't understand what they're doing. You're putting people in a really awkward situation. A lot of times, because now they're going to start second guessing things about themselves or characteristics about themselves. That's fucking insane. Yeah. If you don't like something keep it to yourself and simply move on well and honestly if i'm not your cup of tea just don't reach out to me i think there are so many guys that are playing that numbers game they're just going to reach out to as many people as possible even if that person maybe doesn't make sense for you maybe you're not ridiculously attracted to them or maybe you think you could be but they're not necessarily the type you've gone after in the past i just think Guys need to be more selective in that way. I well, don't know. Yeah, it's also it's like one of those things where it's like, well, you know, you're you wouldn't normally be my type, but I would definitely make an exception. Oh, for you. I fucking hate that. What the I'm fuck not usually the curvy mean? women, but your ass is amazing. I get that all the fucking yeah, time. Listen, oh, I've gotten great. it before. Well, that makes me feel amazing and so sexy and desired. Right. I, I've gotten it before. Well, you're not exactly my normal type, but you know, you're really you're really nice. We have great conversation, or I really like your personality. Like, get the fuck out of here. Yeah. You're not fucking my personality. Stop. <laughs> So, yeah, we're not, I'm not with that. It's very strange. Guys need to do better at that. So, yeah, don't plant those seeds. And if there's something you don't like, that's cool. Keep it to yourself. Thank the person for communicating with you and simply move on. Yeah. You know, yeah, why I'm make not it your worse? Personal, my whole thing is I'm not your fucking personal Barbie. Like, if you are attracted to me the way I am, the way I present myself, great. If you're not, then don't reach out to me. Right. I never reached out to this guy. He reached out to me. What's well, always so he that saw way. all of my pictures, all of my lingerie shit, all of my cleavage shots, all of that shit, and still decided to reach out to me, mostly because, in my opinion, he was cocky enough to think that I would be like, oh, okay, cool. I'll make sure to wear something more conservative when we meet. Well, listen, I say it all the time. The intelligent person speaks because he has something to say. The fool speaks because he has to say something. So anyway, that's single guy tip of the week. Don't fucking do that. <laughs> yeah, stop it. Just stop it. Okay, so I, of course, want to move on to our story today because it is with someone that I've really come to admire a lot, both in and out of the bedroom. And like I said, the last time that I told a story, a retelling of our adventure together, it just fucking exploded. And I honestly believe the second time was even hotter and more connected. So we're going to be talking about all of those details very shortly. But first, we want to say thank you to the partners of the Front Porch Swingers podcast. 
Calling all Vegas locals and people traveling to Las Vegas, we have a recommendation for you to make sure you feel your absolute best while you're in Las Vegas. It is the Drip Bar of Las Vegas, one of the partners of this podcast. The Drip Bar is amazing, you guys. Their facility is so stunning. IV drips have become a very big thing. People are finally recognizing all of the amazing benefits that you can get from an IV drip. But let me tell you, not all facilities are created equal. When we walked into the Drip Bar Las Vegas, it was like stepping into a resort's spa. It was so clean. It didn't feel overly medicinal. I could just sit and relax. And also, I'm not a fan of needles, and their incredibly professional staff made me feel so comfortable. Honestly, just having gotten off a flight, we absolutely need to go to the Drip Bar to get our favorite IV drip, which is the Jet Setter IV. It keeps your immune system boosted and at its optimal level while you live life to its fullest. But they also have other IV drips like the Restoration IV, which will help you replenish and recover by saturating your cells with essential vitamins and nutrients that may be depleted. Here in Las Vegas, it is easy to have maybe a little bit too much fun. And that's where the drip bar comes in handy as well, because it is ridiculously close to the Las Vegas airport. So it's a very convenient stop either to the airport or from the airport after your trip. And for listeners of our show, the drip bar is offering a 20% off discount and a free B12 shot for any of the 20 Lifestyle IV drips when you mention the code Lifestyle IV when booking your appointment. You can book your appointment now by calling them at 702-846-0851 or visit them at IV. IVLasVegas.com. It's just minutes from the Las Vegas Strip and the airport. It couldn't be more convenient and you're going to feel amazing. This episode of FPS is brought to you by Body Art Forms. Having a nose piercing and having had my ears pierced for years, I can tell you that not all jewelry for your piercings is created equal. I have incredibly sensitive skin. I have to be really careful about the pieces, especially that I'm putting in my nose piercing since it's still fairly new. And I love that Body Art Forms has some of the highest quality jewelry you can possibly find at ridiculously reasonable prices. And also, it's not just the who and the studs, you can find really unique pieces. In fact, I got some snake earrings from Body Art Forms that I get complimented on literally every time I wear them. They're a conversation starter when we go to lifestyle events. They just have some of the most fun and unique jewelry that you can find. Another thing that I love about Body Art Forms is that they donate 20% of all of their profits to charitable causes. They're a small business that was that was founded and has been run by two sisters for over two decades. Two decades of servicing the pierced and modified community and they have such a diverse selection of quality jewelry for literally every budget. Right now, you can get 15% off of your first order at Body Art Forms when you go to bodyartforms.com and use code FPS at checkout. Again, that's 15% off of some of the coolest jewelry out there at bodyartforms.com code FPS at checkout. Our next partner has a product that Brian uses literally every day. Yeah. Listen, if it wasn't for Athletic Greens, the idea that I could travel as often as we do, go to these events, get up at six o'clock in the morning and work out before we start our day, it would be impossible without the use of Athletic Greens. I am absolutely addicted to it. It really does keep me in 
tip-top shape. With one delicious scoop of Athletic Greens, you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to help you start your day right. The special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your recovery, focus, and aging, all the things that are especially important to us here in the lifestyle. It's lifestyle friendly, so whether you're eating keto, paleo, vegan, dairy-free, or gluten-free, it's going to work for you. It contains less than one gram of sugar, no GMOs, no nasty chemicals or artificial anything while still tasting great. Right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition, especially heading into the dreaded cold and flu season. It's just one scoop in a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. Brian's a big fan of those. Absolutely. Without him, I couldn't travel. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash FPS. Again, that's athleticgreens.com slash FPS to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. A true lifestyle experience is what we are creating in Denver November 5th for the Black Tie Affair, the inaugural Black Tie Affair in conjunction with Summit Villa. Yeah, this is going to be really exceptional, something I've been really eager to do. We haven't had the opportunity yet. We've been so busy, but we really decided this is the time, certainly the place and the people to do this with. We are going to be hosting a legitimate black tie affair. Imagine a five-course meal, music in the background, amazing entertainment, just a phenomenal environment with exceptional people. Yes, and if you would like more information, head on over to members.frontporchswingers.com today to apply for membership and purchase your tickets while they last. This is going to be a smaller, more intimate and curated event than we've done in the past, so tickets are very limited. Make sure you grab them today. So the gentleman that we're going to be talking about today has... This has been a very unique connection for me. To say the least. I was not expecting this at all. I mean, he's a ridiculously attractive man. And the communication that we had digitally was really good. But even the very first time that we met, and you guys already heard about that, I felt this instant click with him. And that really doesn't happen that often for me because I'm an overthinker. And I don't usually find it that easy to connect with people right off the bat. So this was very unexpected. And honestly, it has just built and built since we've met. Yeah. And I mean, you're in daily constant communication with him. And it's a very different situation than we normally find ourselves in, or at least than you find yourself in. I have regular play partners I communicate with regularly and routinely. And I I like that aspect for me. That's not necessarily your thing. It hasn't been in the past. No, I've very much been about the fun and about kind of bouncing around and having different experiences. And while I am always going to be that person, I'm always going to want the variety. I am truly meant to be non-monogamous in that way. I have found it very comforting and fun and interesting to really deep dive into a connection with someone. And that's exactly what's happened with RJ. Well, he's a unique person in uh, in totality, well, just everything about him. How many single guys want to be as connected as he is? You know what I mean? Like yeah, most single few. guys in this lifestyle are in the lifestyle specifically because they don't want to have that situation. They almost look at it as like a burden. Yes. And that is not this guy at all. He very much wants to connect. And honestly, I find it just easy to connect with him. It's like 
it's like I've known him forever. That's what it feels yeah. like. Well, when we met him, I had that, or when I, I should say when I met him, I had the opportunity to meet him. He came over to our place specifically to meet me. And when I found out, of course, in conversation with him, he lives like 40 minutes away from us. And he's more than happy to take that 40-minute drive to see you as often as you can see him. Yeah. That's a big deal. It is a really big deal. So I want to talk about this experience because, again, you guys heard our first experience together. If you have not heard the first RJ episode, you should absolutely go listen to it because I think that will speak to a lot of what I'm going to say during this episode. But the second time that we were together... It was interesting because the communication beforehand was like, we're really just going to talk this time. If sex happens, cool, but we just really want to get to know each other a little bit more and get inside each other's heads. And of course, I love doing that anyway. And you talk about this constantly, but I love kind of anticipating what somebody's going to be into and then providing it for them in the moment. Right. And you see that beam on their face and they're glowing from it. I love that. I fucking love giving people pleasure in that way. Yeah, for sure. It's There's something really... It's exciting and it's really cathartic as well. So I fully expected he was going to come over and we were just going to chat and chill. I could have told you that wasn't going to fucking <laughs> Everyone listening to this knows that that wasn't going to happen. It sounded good in theory, right? Yeah, right. I mean, you had the best of intentions, but let's face it, not a fucking chance. <laughs> so he walks in the door looking fucking smooth. Let me tell you, this man, every single time I have seen him, all, what, five times now, four times, whatever yeah. it's been, he is always so sharply dressed. And I for him... His work, he kind of has to be, but he fucking turns me on in what he wears. It's always these like nice polos and he has his freaking like ripped arms showing in them and slacks and nice shoes. And he just looks stylish and chic. And that fucking turns me on. And there are a lot of people that push back with me on this, but because they say that, you know, it's shallow to care about clothes as much as Bullshit. I do. Someone who takes care of themselves and cares about their appearance, that's there's an attractive quality to that, for certainly. I mean, listen, especially when people say that it doesn't matter with guys, that's bullshit. There's not a chance. If you look good, you look good. Yeah. Well, he looks fucking good every time. And he just kind of saunters into the living room. I am not joking. He is not in the door for four seconds. And we are already starting to kiss on each other and touch. I mean, there's almost like this magnetism to each other that you just don't experience with that many people. It's an unspoken thing. It's not logical. I don't know if it's fucking pheromones or other hormones. I don't know what the hell it is. But it's like when he's in the room, I am drawn to him like a moth to a flame. Yeah. So, of course, four seconds in so much for the fucking conversation well <laughs> so we did have a conversation so we kind of made out and we stopped and i was like i thought we were gonna talk and he's like oh we are and i was like okay so he sits down on the couch with me in the living room for a few minutes and we're kind of talking and flirting and then he says he's going to excuse himself so he goes into the restroom and i continue to sit on the couch and he comes out butt ass naked Oh, I had no idea. I was like, how am I supposed to have a conversation with you when your gorgeous cock is flopping all over the place? And he's like, we can still have a conversation. I was like, get the fuck out of here. He knew exactly what he was possibly? doing. No, he was tempting me is what he was doing. He was teasing the shit out of me. Yeah. Because he comes over to me, sits down, and we immediately just start making out with each other. And I was like, so are, are we actually going to talk? Or, and he's like, yeah, we can talk whenever you want. I was like, okay. So I don't even remember what I said. I mean, it doesn't even fucking matter because Gibberish, I was probably saying nothing of any level of value because all I'm thinking about is this smoking hot guy with his gorgeous and very large cock just like flopping on my couch. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> so it's really funny because our couch is deep. It's not a normal sized couch. It's a very deep couch. And so there was one point where we were kind of making out and I kept almost like scooting away from him because I was like, no, I actually want to have a conversation with you. The dumbass that I am thinking that we still could do that. Oh, there was there's literally no chance of that happening. So he's like, but the other thing, I fucking loved this. I love this little game. I love being chased. It's one of the reasons that I wear really sometimes demure clothing. I'll wear a really sweet looking little dress and my hair, you know, tied up in a little messy bun. And then when I surprise you with my fucking crazy lingerie and the hair and all that, I just love, I love that element of surprise, I guess. Yeah. And I love being chased. There's an element of that predator prey, obviously, to that that you and I enjoy. Oh, absolutely. So anyway, I keep like scooting away from him, acting all shy and coy and like, oh, what are you doing? (laughs) Giggly. (laughs) That's how I always know that I'm super into someone, too. I've decided. Well, you're a goofball. My two gauges are how much time do I take to get ready for a date with you? And how much do I giggle when I'm around you? Right. Let me tell you, this guy probably thinks all I do is fucking giggle. Oh, I'm just sure. like a, a little giddy schoolgirl around him. It's so fucking s- silly and stupid. <laughs> no, I mean, it's it's a really good a barometer for how you are, you know, how attracted you are to somebody, of course, but also how much you genuinely like somebody. So he's inching closer to me. I'm kind of like all the way curled up in the corner and he gives me this look. It's like this smile, this little smirk, like he knows that he's got me. That's what it is. It's like a cat trapping me, trapping a mouse into a corner. So what are you wearing just out of curiosity? I was wearing just normal street clothes, a little shirt. I think I was wearing jeans, nothing special. Oh, you had jeans on? Yeah, because I had lingerie picked out and set out if play happened, but I didn't want to be all sexy in terms of dress, I really wanted to have a conversation with him. Gotcha. So anyway, (laughs) we start making out with each other. He's basically on top of me now, like almost pinning me into the corner of the couch. And he's just making out with me. And oh my God, I think I said this the first time that I talked about RJ, but he has quite possibly the nicest lips on a man I have ever experienced. Yeah, you said that. It's one of the reasons I love making out with women because typically they do have, you know, more full and soft lips. They tend to take care of them a little bit more than a guy there's nothing less attractive to me well i shouldn't say that (laughs) that is a bold statement there are few things less attractive to me than kissing someone and their lips feel like sandpaper yeah no i get it and his are just like full and supple and beautiful and soft and he's making out with me he starts kissing on my neck and i kind of just start rubbing my hands up and down his gorgeous body and one of the, one of the things i really like is he obviously does a lot of arm work because i can tell when he's for example he was kind of pushing himself on one side to get closer to me and i started rubbing that arm that was kind of planting him in place and he's got this just muscle rippling on the side of his arm and i'm like oh that's hot it just this feels very masculine to me. Like he's going to manhandle the shit out of me. Yeah, he's a big dude. Oh, I love it. So, yeah. Anyway, <laughs> so we're making out with each other. And then I'm like, I really want to touch your cock. And he's like, okay. So I start kind of. Very... I'm amazed you hadn't touched it to this point. <laughs> I had not. I had some self-restraint. Okay. I can restrain myself when I so choose. 60 seconds. For maybe. a little bit. Yeah. For. <laughs> I would give it at least 120 seconds. All right. <laughs> so I'm rubbing his cock. And then I'm like, I want to suck it. And he says, okay. So he is standing up at the edge of the couch. I have my ass on the edge of the couch. I have one hand wrapped around each of his 
athletic fucking legs and I start sucking his cock and he immediately starts moaning and making all of these amazing noises. I really do think that is part of the connection for me. If a guy is silent or if he's not animated with me, especially during oral, I tend to lose interest very quickly. Well, it's yeah, it's tough to to read, right? I mean, how do you read the room if you don't know if the person's enjoying it? If they're super quiet or there's no movement or really <laughs> stoic, it's like, well, shit, is this even working? I I kind of feel like it's like telling a joke in mixed company and you don't know how it's going to be taken. <laughs> right. and there's, or nobody laughs. It's like, yeah, oh, everyone's that didn't just go over silent. Well. You're like, oh, that was probably not the right thing to say. I often feel like that is what happens with oral sex when you're just silent. Right. It's like you're at a stand-up comedy show telling jokes and nobody's laughing. Yeah, that's, that's tough. It's tough fucking room. hard. Yeah. You got to give me something to work with. There's got to be some give and take here, especially if my mouth is going to work on that cock. I want the positive reinforcement. For sure. And he is so good at it the moans and like yes that feels so good he kept calling me he was like yes right there baby and i was like yes which i also was very turned on by i don't know why but that's interesting not not normally your thing not normally my thing but i really kind of liked it he's very manly and just kind of takes control of the situation without being aggressive so i think maybe that's why i'm more okay with that kind of you know verbiage and discussion back and forth right but anyway, fucking hot. So we're still on the couch, sucking his cock, grabbing onto his legs, making all of this noise. And he's like, I want to go down on you. And I said, well, I have lingerie that I set out. So should I go change into it? And he's like, yeah, but you should hurry. <laughs> Which I also really liked because I felt like he really wanted me. Again, this is not a guy who's just coming over to fuck a hole. Right. This is a guy who's coming over to hang out and be with me. And I can tell that in a lot of his actions. Sure. So him with this smirk on his face being like, yeah, get your ass in there and change into laundry as quickly as possible i was very turned on by that yeah there's listen it's like again we talk about it all the time being desired is super important you know it's not just a it's not an activity right yeah it's not just exercise here (laughs) yeah so i go in i change into this little red piece of lingerie that i have that's kind of like frilly on the bottom it has these great cups for my tits so it pushes my tits up makes them look all big and juicy and beautiful so i put that on and he comes into the room and immediately we just start making out and touching each other again and i'm telling him how sexy he is and he's telling me how sexy i am and he doesn't like push me on the bed nothing that this man does is overly aggressive but it's more so like positioning me to sit on the bed very much making it obvious that he wants me to lay down and of course i knew it's because he wanted to lick my pussy because not only is he great at it but he actually loves doing it and i can tell that he loves doing it. yeah that's huge bonus points so i'm laying on my back and he gets in between my legs and the other thing is he's got such a handsome face anyway and there was a moment where he was kind of rubbing his hands up and down my legs and not quite touching my pussy yet and i sat up to look at him and he makes this really intentional and just smoldering eye contact with me while his head is right down by my pussy. I was like, oh, that's fucking hot. (laughs) Like you're almost anticipating what's about to happen. Yes. Again, he's kind of teasing me a little bit and I loved that. And so then he starts licking my pussy and... I don't have to tell him a fucking thing about how to get me where I want to be with oral sex. This man knows exactly what he's doing. He understands pressure better than probably any man I've ever received oral from, which is a bit. I mean, that's that says a lot. I have sex with a lot of very, very capable men. Yeah, you've had a lot of oral. Oh, yeah. Isn't that the truth? (laughs) 
It is. God, make me sound like a slut, why don't you? Oh, you're, you're a just slutty getting pants. all over the place. Having that pussy licked all the time. I guess I kind of am. You kind of so, <laughs> so, but I love that he starts with a soft pressure and he gradually gets more pressurized on my clit because my clit is very sensitive. I mean, there are days where I can basically cross my legs and squeeze and I can almost make myself calm. Yeah. You're super sensitive. It's very, very sensitive and very responsive to touch. So if you are a fucking vacuum cleaner on my clit right out of the gate, I am going to be miserable. It is never going to make me calm. Yeah. It's tough. It's uncomfortable for you. He and he also didn't start with like a flicking of his tongue or anything. He makes it so clear that he knows that that suction works for me. And probably because the first time we were together, I was so responsive to it. But he's like sucking on my clit very lightly, rubbing his hands over my thighs. Again, just so sensual. This whole thing was just I remember at one point laying on my back and I was feeling his hands going up and down my thighs and it just sent a shiver down my entire body. It was like every every cell of my body felt awake in that moment yeah well it's just knowing it's really it's knowing the person you're with we say it all i say it all the time once you have that familiarity it just gets better so he's looking on my clit or sucking on my clit and i came very quickly i mean i probably wasn't even receiving four minutes of oral and he makes me come and it was hard and this is so fucking hot so he's like do you want me to keep going and i'm like no i want you to get up here and kiss me so he comes up to kiss me and he doesn't have any facial hair he's completely smooth shaven but he still had like my cum and my juices just like dripping from his chin and his cheeks and around his mouth so we just start hardcore making out with each other i throw one of my legs over him he's kind of rubbing on my ass while i'm tasting myself all over his mouth and i'm like licking licking his bottom lip because it was the most wet and i'm tasting all of myself on him and it's so interesting because i'm not usually super into that but that moment just felt right to like, you know, lick my juices all over his face. <laughs> well, that's how, yeah. I mean, it's the kind of things that you're doing that aren't the norm that lets you know that this is like a connection. Yeah. Obviously. And I'm really fucking into everything that's going on. Right. So then, of course, I'm like, I really want you to fuck me. And he's like, good. I want to fuck you. <laughs> so he goes to his pants and he takes out a condom, puts it on. And I'm like, how do you want me first? And he's like, I want to be able to look at you. So I'm like, OK, perfect. So I lay on my back and he enters me and again just a beautiful fucking cock and it feels so good going in especially that first time he's like stretching me and I kind of wince and this was a really funny moment I was like oh that kind of hurts and he's like oh stop and I was like no don't you dare stop <laughs> you did not read That's the room the whole point <laughs> I love that first stretch. And he's like, oh, okay. And he starts smiling at me. And we're just making out with each other. And we are looking directly into each other's eyes the entire time. And I've talked about this before. I've had partners I've done that with before. And it feels very vulnerable. Oh, yeah. It's not something I'm uber comfortable with with most people, right? Like, they want to look me in the eyes, but I find myself diverting my gaze and just being weird about it and like, oh, this is like almost too intimate. Well, it's extremely intimate. And that was not what happened here. It was just like we got lost in this vortex of fucking chemistry and connection and sex and pleasure. And honestly, I lose probably a good 10 minutes of this experience. I think that's about how long he's fucking 
fucking me on top. I can't tell you anything other than that. I came on his cock multiple times and he's looking directly at me. I even kept my eyes open for the most part during the second orgasm so I could watch his face while I was coming. And he is beaming. He's so proud of himself for making me come, which I also fucking loved yeah and when people talk about we we say this it's like you know the whole kissing thing some folks don't do that with partners right because it's too intimate they only do it with their own partner right right yeah they don't you know, with external partners they don't do that the truth of the matter is way more intimate is that deep gaze into somebody's eyes i mean you can see everything when you do that well yeah people go to like kama sutra classes and that's the very first thing they do is like have you stare into each other's eyes right because it's incredibly intimate and it also if you're both on the same page with it it's very connecting sure I mean, that sex was, I just felt like we were dancing with clothes off. That's what it felt like. I was moving my hips to the same rhythm as he was thrusting into me. And he's rubbing all over my body. He's rubbing on my tits. He reaches down and starts kind of licking on my tits at one point. And I'm holding my tit more up to give him ample availability to it. And it just, the whole thing felt rhythmic. And it was fucking amazing. <laughs> it sounds like it. And so he came and it was very, very sexy because he lets out this grunt in this groan and he kind of closes his eyes for a second and then he goes straight back to eye contact with me. It was just sexy and he looked so manly in that moment. He's got one hand on each of my thighs and he's just grunting and like coming at the same time. So fucking hot. So <laughs> he pulls out of me and we're laying next to each other for a couple of minutes and then he's like I want to give you a little bit of a massage so I rolled onto my stomach and I had my ass exposed and he kind of undoes a little bit of the lingerie in the back just so that he has plenty of room to rub me down and touch me and oh my god his hands are just so masculine and strong and he's just touching me in all the right places and it was really interesting because not I mean obviously this is a very sexual thing still he's completely naked I'm in lingerie he just got done fucking me so it's not that it's a non-sexual moment but it was not you know there's no sex act going on right. and yet I can feel myself getting dripping wet from him massaging me And again, I think it was the connection. I feel like it was knowing that he is behind me with this amazing cock and I kind of feel it getting hard again. This man has a crazy refractory period too, like nothing I've ever seen. It's like a bionic cock or something. Well, it's also typically, right, the, the massage comes first because that's like the prelude into the sex. So the idea that he wants to massage you right after lends itself to like the connection, how much he likes you. Yeah, I think so. And he's just a pleaser. You can tell he's very eager to please me. And But again, he's like rubbing me and I can feel his cock kind of bouncing against my leg and I am getting so wet. At one point, I reached my hand down to feel my pussy and my hand came up wet. I'm I was like, sure. oh shit, this is really working for me. And so he starts touching my ass and then he starts kind of fingering me from behind and he remarks on how wet I am and I'm like, that's because I want you. And he's like, okay. So he goes <laughs> and gets another condom and starts fucking me from behind and again, much more rough this time, which I find so interesting. And I've experienced this with guys in the past where it's like, if we're looking at each other and it's more intimate, then maybe it's not quite as animated of sex 
sex. Right. But the second that you're not really looking at each other, it becomes a whole different thing. I don't know if that's a mental thing. I don't know what the fuck it is, but. I don't know. Physiological. I guess you're not staring right into somebody's eyes. It's a very vulnerable place, like you said. And the fact that you're not looking at each other now, it's kind of like, you know, all bets are off. So he's fucking me from behind. And then I just start dirty talking to him. I'm like, that feels so good. That cock is so amazing. You made me come so many times. You make my pussy feel so good. And he's just feeding it right back to me. And it got kind of wild. I was bucking my hips up. At one point, I had both of my hands on the wall behind the pillows so that I could almost like push myself off of the wall and into his cock, which I was very impressed by. I didn't really even know I could do that. Yeah, that's not easy. No, I'm like, oh, I didn't think I had any upper body strength, but apparently I, uh, when motivated, can do just fine. Yeah, well, it's also, you're pretty short, so that's not easy to do. <laughs> no, it's not. So, yeah, we are just continuing to fuck, and I come again, and then I don't think he came the second time. If he did, it was a very quiet come. It was more just like everything just kind of slowed down, and then he pulled out of me, and he went right back to just touching me, which I found so erotic because I had just had an orgasm. Literally, my legs are shaking. My skin feels like it is electrified. And he's running his fingers up and down my back and up and down my legs. And it was, um, I can't even describe it. It was otherworldly how my body felt in that moment. Because like, everything gets so sensitive for me, especially after I've had multiple orgasms. It's like you could breathe on my skin and it's going to create a very cool sensation for me. Yeah, even like when I go down on you after you've had an orgasm, it's you're very sensitive. I have to be really... Real careful. Really careful. Sometimes I'm like, whoa, what are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> so it was amazing. I mean, it was just the perfect way to end this whole thing. We kissed some more. We laid next to each other. The other thing is, you know, I'm not a big cuddler. I'm just really not. I've never been. I don't like a lot of body on body contact when it's not during sex because I feel like I get, I don't know, sweaty and like just not comfortable. I will do it for small periods of time. But he and I probably laid and cuddled in that bed and just talked for a good 20 minutes after we had sex. Yeah, that's impressive for you. Because even when you and I are in bed just going to sleep, it's like 10 minutes of cuddle and you're way off to the other side of the bed. Yeah, then I'm like, get your body heat away from me, you yeah. fucking running furnace. <laughs> that's what you feel like. You run so warm, though. Yeah, I do. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I was very surprised by that because it is definitely not my norm. I, I really did feel drawn to him physically still during that moment. And I wanted to touch him and I wanted to smell him and I don't know. I've been talking and reading a lot about pheromones lately and I think that has a lot to do with this because this man, I mean, he smells good. He's obviously you know, has great hygiene and everything, but there's something else going on there. Well, there, yeah, there's always, there are always going to be people that you have a different connection with where the chemistry is different. And I know from my personal experience, even if there's, there are people that I had not had sex with, or we were not intimate, we weren't physical, but you know that there's something there and it's like, wow, I wonder what that was all about. Yeah. It's almost, it's like this unspoken lying under the surface. You can't really explain it. Yeah. Just a biological desire to be around that person. And I strongly believe it has to do with pheromones. But sure. anyway, that was an amazing session. I will say that this whole RJ thing has, it's kind of got me spinning a little bit because I wasn't expecting it. I would say it was definitely not the goal. I mean, I'm always looking obviously for regular play partners and people that I enjoy being around, but this whole thing was just very, very unexpected for me. And I do, I crave him when he's not around, when I haven't had sex with him in a while. I'm like, I fucking crave this man. Yeah, that's a big deal. 
So I don't know what that means. I don't know where it's going to go. I know that I want to fuck him again ASAP. Hopefully it's going to happen here in the next couple of days. So we may have another RJ story to share in the future because I need it. I well, need that cock. I need that man. I need to smell him. <laughs> well, it looks like I've got potentially a couple of dates this week <laughs> to uh, to look forward to. So you'll have some time. Yeah. So obviously we're going to be sharing a few more details of this experience on our bonus episode this week, as well as some other behind the scenes. We also offer things like access to our Snapchat and access to our secret Telegram group, which is a chat group with a ton of amazing people from all over the world in it. If you would like those bonuses, you can sponsor the show for as little as $2 per month and start receiving those bonuses when you go to patreon.com slash front porch swingers. Also, if you want to see the naughtier stuff, like I don't know last week's encounter with dreads for example and a lot of other very naughty stuff and it sounds like we may have a very unexpected guest star on, on my OnlyFans in the <laughs> yes. future here. You can go to OnlyFans.com slash Front Porch Swingers, or you can see Brian's amazing Italian sausage at OnlyFans.com slash Buy Hyphen Zaddy. Guys, don't forget about our events coming up. We do an event every month here in Las Vegas, and that can be found at members.frontporchswingers.com. We also have the Black Tie Affair coming up in Denver on November 5th, and all of that info, again, members.frontporchswingers.com porchswingers.com or if you're checking out podbash info you have very little time to decide if you're going to join us or not but you can head to podbashevent.com to see the extras that we have going on during that weekend it's october 13th through the 17th so very quickly approaching yeah that's gonna i can't wait for that i really don't want to get on a plane but at least i'm getting on a plane to go to podbash yeah if you have to get on a plane at least it's to go party naked with a bunch of friends yes at least there's that (laughs) so i think that's what we have for you guys this week i have a feeling brian uh is going to be sharing some very naughty stories coming up in the near future yeah i got some and uh i don't know we'll see we'll see what happens with me too i think we got some exciting stuff in the works so make sure you tune in every single monday and as always thank you so much for listening thanks everybody